the share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. You don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It doesn't even make you weak. It makes you human. And we are here to talk through it all. We welcome you to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. A safe space for all who needs it. Grab a drink and take a seat. The session begins now. What is up, guys? Welcome to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. I am Christian. I'm B. Moore. And, and then uh, we have... Hi, I'm Suzanne. Suzanne. <laughs> and you know what? I was? It, it was funny because I was practicing. I was like, I'm going to introduce her. And I don't know what I do to people's names. I try to pronounce it so proper. So I was like, Suzanne, your team. <laughs> so, is it right? It's your team. Yeah. Oh, it is your team. team. Okay. Yeah, your okay. Team. So and Aslam, right? Awesome. And then we got awesome. so I do have your book, Postpartum okay. Me. So she is the author of Postpartum Me, a fickle woman's mm. spiral into postpartum depression and anxiety, and how mm-hmm. the hell she found her way out of it. And we say it. sort of, huh? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> uh, it's still a work in progress, right? Well, I'm still a mother, so right 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 and and it's kind of yep. pretty cool how you wrote your book because you try to make it into like a comedic kind of uh mm-hmm. a, a atmosphere but i was still very concerned for you i was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so before we go into further this actually has been like an interview in the making we have been trying to get together for months um yes. since we came back with season two but you know mm-hmm. one thing led to the other yada 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 just life Right, yes. it is. It is life. Life yeah. happens. Um, we're actually live. This is our first time going live, so we're live mm-hmm. on YouTube and Facebook and a whole Yikes. bunch of other places. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. And, and look, I was like, I probably should have told you that in you advance. Know, he, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me either, Suzanne. That's okay. He didn't okay, tell so me we're either. Go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, my hair. Anyway, right. Anyway. Well, you know what it is. I I end up finding this system, and I realize I spend so much time editing videos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? We're not editing no more. We're gonna stay natural. All right. We're gonna go live. It will be streamed again on Friday. We usually post all our new episodes Friday, and they go on the podcast platforms. But yeah, we're just gonna be live today. Why Let's not? Do it. Let's do it. Why not? So cool. Let's dig right into the book. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, you, I was like, he destroyed your life. Yes. <laughs> they don't know who he is. The audience doesn't know what you're talking about. Right, her <sighs> child, right. her son. My kid. No, he didn't. But yeah, he did. That's what I, I know. thought. What I thought. Right. And you're yeah. firstborn, right? Mm-hmm. And you're the mother. Is the mother of two now? Yeah, two boys. Oh, two boys. Oh. Awesome. How old are they now? They're five and seven. Oh, okay. oh still young. Yeah. Yes. Little guys. Little Ooh. guys. Wow. And I thought so, uh, Sammy, my, he's my oldest. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna have. He's gonna be in so much therapy one day when he finds out. You know what? That was my book. <laughs> that was one of the questions I was gonna ask because I was like, um, 
what is he going to do when he reads it? Or so He can read now. And he grabbed my book the other day and he just opened up a section and he just started reading. And then, oh. okay, Sam. And I sat him down and I was like, look, mama was really sick when you were born. And mm-hmm. I had a hard time and I just tried, tried to explain. And he was just like, okay. And then just mm-hmm. left. It just mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just too young or, mm-hmm. um, but. He yeah. was like, mommy was sick. Now she's better. We're right. good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. actually, that's what it is. It is a mental illness, correct? Yes. Um, but I didn't know that. I didn't mm. know that I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. So I just thought being a mom sucked. Right. Because my, yeah. I had never been depressed before. And so it came at the exact same time as I became a mother. So mm-hmm. correlation causes. And so I'm like, right. oh, I'm a mom. And I have all these feelings. So obviously it's because now I'm a mother and being a mother is just too hard. And why do people do this? Right. I had I had no way of knowing before. And then it just, just for some reason didn't occur to me. You know, you don't really think logically when you're kind of spiraling. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, I'm having weird feelings. What can I do to be better? No. So you just, you just spiral and spiral and spiral. Mm-hmm. Now, at what point did you know that something was wrong or that you wanted to seek help? Oh. <sighs> Um, I actually, so here's the thing. It's really foggy because if you've ever been depressed, mm-hmm. reality is very difficult to, dis- to, uh, to kind of, to see. Mm-hmm. Um, plus there's, you know, sleep deprivation and all of that stuff that just comes with motherhood. So I actually have a really hard time when I think back, like, okay, what exactly happened and how did it happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, I started talking to a f- couple of people like some friends who were sort of in that space and in the book I changed it a little bit just for mm-hmm. the sake of the story but of course it was a it was a, a girlfriend who's a therapist and she's like have you ever considered that you might be dealing with postpartum depression and I just thought I got slapped in the face I was like wait no what come on yeah um, but then I was like well this would make a lot of sense um but I that doesn't mean I got help right away right mm-hmm. I was just really depressed that I was depressed. You know, mm. I had an answer, but now I'm like, fuck, serious? Really? Ah, yeah. like this I have to deal with this now on top of a newborn. Right. Um, I was just I was just yes. mad. I was just really mad. So I guess let's backtrack a little bit. When you found out you were pregnant, were you excited, happy? Was that a joyous occasion? So it was uh it was an expected thing. Um we decided it's the first chapter of the book. I, I was trying to convince my husband we were talking about like, should we, shouldn't we, I was about to turn, I was going to be 30 soon. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, do it. Like we should probably start thinking about it. I also had endometriosis and I had heard that it was very difficult to, to get mm-hmm. pregnant. I was like right. this might take a long time. We don't know. So we should start working on this now. And then he was trying to talk me out of it. And he's like, think of all the money we'd save and we love to travel. And, and then, um, and then I was like, man, he's right. And I didn't really have a, an argument. And then I thought, if we're 50 and we never had kids, we're probably going to regret it. Right. But I don't know many people that are 50 and then regret having those children. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't like, a oh, I'm so maternal and I'm a mother who just doesn't have a baby yet. And like, it's in my loins. I just need it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, it was like a very <laughs> logical, tactical decision of like, hey, 20 years from now, we're going to wish we did this. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then he was just like, OK, yeah, you're right. So it wasn't, it didn't come from this like yearning to be a mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the pregnancy itself, how was that? Because I, I have a friend who's like the best pregnant person in the world. I mean, she loved being pregnant and 
you know, she loved maternity clothes and she never complained about being uncomfortable. And it's like, mm-hmm. are you human? I don't think she is. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, my pregnancy was really easy. The first trimester, like morning sickness and you know, that stuff. Second trimester was perfectly fine. Everybody's really happy. Um, and then third trimester, you're just uncomfortable, but mm. it was fine. And then I gave birth naturally. Um, no drugs, no hospital. I was at a birth center, midwives. Oh. I was like, if my foremothers can do it and I'm a healthy young woman, why can't I do it? So, right. so I did it. And then I walked around like the next month and I'm like, I am such a badass. <laughs> I was so impressed with myself. Oh yeah. That, that is an impressive situation. I wish yeah. that mine could have been like that, but it was tragic. It was tra- <laughs> um, well, no, just like the, like with my first, um, so I was 27, I think when I had my first and yeah, it was just like the pregnancy was fine. Pregnancy was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was just the birth that was tragic. Hmm. I think that they misdiagnosed my due date. So where I'm thinking I have like another two weeks almost, I don't think I had two weeks because I woke up in the middle of the night and then I was just wet. (laughs) Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going Mm -hmm. on here? So I'm like, oh man, did I, you know, did I pee on myself or something? Like what just happened? You know, I get up and right. And I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I don't really have to pee, but I'm going to try anyway. Then I go back to bed and I end up getting wet again. Right. And next thing you know, I'm like, okay, it's almost midnight. I hadn't had anything to eat because I accidentally fell asleep early. And my um, cousin came to get me. So we go to the, you know, hospital and all that stuff. And then they wouldn't let me, you know, leave. Then they wouldn't let me eat. Then they wouldn't let me walk. Mm. And yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was, it was tough. I think like I couldn't go through any of the bad pregnancy stuff in the beginning because <laughs> you know but yeah then I, like had a job that I was standing up all the time and like I had sciatica and stuff but you know it was just like whatever I just sit down whenever I needed to and it was fine but yeah no everything was great up until the birth and it was just like Oof. <laughs> Oof. that's so hard no See, and I was like center, I wanted you... to be one of those people that could go mm-hmm. to the birth center and be fine and I was thinking that I had enough time but no that shit just happened and all of that went out the window yeah <laughs> That's so but frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, and I, no, and it's, it it's her saying that she cannot eat. Now, you don't understand. Be more loves to eat. So this was it, a real tragedy. Right. You don't understand when she said that. I was like, oh, no. Listen, they were in, in like, <laughs> OK, so it was midnight on like a Thursday night. So I guess Friday morning. No, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Going, I guess Wednesday morning. But then I didn't even have her. They didn't even take me in for a C-section until like. Thursday morning Ugh. at like six o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I went like a whole day and I'm they wouldn't let me eat. You. I, and then that wretched ass baby daddy of mine, Ooh. his father came in there with some fucking McDonald's and I thought I was going to lose my shit. <laughs> okay. Really? Anyway, that was, people are so <laughs> mean. People are so stupid. Oh my God. So, oh my God. And they had a nerd to tease me with it. Like you we bitch. didn't let anybody come to the birth center. Okay. We were like, we were like, you will see us at home. 
no, that's actually a good thing because that way yeah. you don't have to worry about anybody else's feelings and what they want to do and how they think things should go and all of that stuff. Is the baby here yet? Is the baby here yet? Is the baby right. like, that's none of their business? Like, the baby will come in the and then you're just thinking about that stressed out the entire time because yes. the way and you're like you feel all this pressure. Mm-mm. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I will say though, I had I remember um, when I was eight months pregnant, I went to a birthday party. And for one of our friends who had, I think he was like four years old. He was turning Mm -hmm. four years old. We went to his cute little birthday party. And then, so I'm eight months pregnant. So I'm pretty big. And um, nobody wanted to talk to me about anything other than my baby. And I hated it because this was my first experience around like parents who weren't Mm -hmm. just relatives, you know, it was like just other adult humans who were family. Mm -hmm. And all they wanted to do was talk about kids. And I'm like, you people have nothing going on in your life. Like, just can we, and there was like so much happening on the world stage that I was really invested in and really upset Mm -hmm. about. And, um, and I like, I just couldn't talk about it. And I remember getting really, really sad, um, really, really sad in that moment. And then I told, uh, my husband's name is Kasim. And I was like, Kasim, we have to, we have to go. I don't feel well. And I laid on the couch afterwards and I didn't get up for the rest of the day. And I felt so heavy. And yeah, I was like, this is my life now. This wow. is my life. Like, I'm going to have to drive the minivan and I'm going to have to do the mom <laughs> jeans. Who knows? They're back in style, though. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, yeah. and all these things that, like, I just felt weren't me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I never have a creative thought again. Well, I never get to have stimulating conversations again. And mm-hmm. I got really upset and like I mean my body was physically heavy and then later when I was writing the book is when I realized I was most likely suffering from perinatal depression just depression mm-hmm. yeah during your pregnancy mm-hmm. um, but I just thought I was bummed out but like that that really really stayed with me mm-hmm. uh, and the analogy that I use is do I have any Harry Potter fans in the room yes um Okay. <laughs> we got one um so if you're um as i already know it's okay kind, right. kind, i mean <laughs> would i sit down and like read the books no did i watch the movies yes okay then so. you'll know if you watch the movies um i likened it to well, only because jk rowling did it first but the dementors if for people mm-hmm. who don't know they um they suck the joy out of a person and that person mm-hmm. can like even procure a single happy thought and um and so they don't kill you, but you're just sort of lifeless. Right. Yeah. And essentially they take your soul. And so that's how I felt. I felt like, and, and JK Rowling used it to, to give you a, um, a visual cue for what depression is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is just the best example that I could use to come up yeah. with. How I, I just was like, I was trying to conjure up happy thoughts and think of something positive and be grateful. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And wow. for me, that is just the epitome of trying to explain depression to somebody. Yeah. No. It's a, actually a really, really yeah. good way to explain it. You did really good at that. Well, she did it. I just I just <laughs> borrowed it. <laughs> She's so smart. <laughs> it's like, love her. Uh, yeah. So funny. So, no, so now you give birth. And yeah. how was life for you at that time? Or at uh, that point? <laughs> like shell shock. Like really, truly shocked. I actually had a difficult time on believing, like really believing that this was my reality. And I kept trying to wake up. Okay. Um, and I couldn't understand why this was, how, how on earth this was real. Yeah. It just felt like, even though I had been preparing for this and I knew this was going to happen, none mm-hmm. of that matter. I was just, I just was just, just shocked and wow. kind of in, in paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you can't afford the luxury of just not moving because you have a baby. Right. Cause you have a baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, nothing I do is for myself at this point. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. And I didn't really understand the concept of like, oh, self-care. And if you take care, happy mom is a happy baby. Like, I didn't really understand that. Mm -hmm. So I was just like a bit of a, not a martyr. I wasn't trying to be one, but I think I mm -hmm. was one. But like, everything is about the baby. Yeah. Right. I had, I had a hard time nursing. I still did it. And I was mm -hmm. still exhausted from it. I was still mm -hmm. never once did it occur to me to like do something else, you know, to, <laughs> to pump or to use formula. Mm -hmm. Your brain just doesn't it doesn't want to come up with solutions. It just, yeah. it just spiral, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like it wallows in the problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was just really, really, really shocked. And they tell you this is, so people always ask me like at the end of interviews, they're like, okay, well, you know, what, what can you tell a, a potential uh, new mother about, about how to look out for the signs? And essentially it's like, okay, you're going to feel really weird and be more, you understand this the first two to three weeks, you're just going to have the baby blues and that's okay. And mm -hmm. all those feelings where you are feeling heavy and you are feeling tired and you cry for no reason and your whole body aches and whatever. And, but if that stays and it's mm -hmm. three months later and you're still feeling that way, mm -hmm. this is not baby blues. This is yeah. something's going on, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, so I just didn't know. So all of those feelings that you get when you first have a baby, they just stayed with me and then they intensified. Wow. And how long was it before, like from the time you gave birth to the time you, noticed or wanted to admit that you had a problem about a year wow oh yeah mm -hmm. see i had my cousin um suffers from postpartum um and it's funny because her kids are i think the the baby now is like five and mm -hmm. she still is kind of like trapped in that postpartum right. phase mm -hmm. it's like she never got over it but um she like even the baby crying i remember going to her house once and the baby was just crying and it was like she didn't have like the strength, the energy to like comfort mm -hmm. the baby, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you can tell it was a little scary because you can tell like the baby was crying so much that he was hoarse oh. and is crying, you yeah. know, and it's like I go and, you know, I hear the baby crying. So, of course, I'm ready to break the door down because, uh -huh. you know, it's it's, it's like, weird. Okay, emergency. Right. Yeah. And I go in there and I find the baby and I'm and I look for her and she's in the closet. But she she grabbed like all of her clothes and like put it on top of her. Oh my god, that poor woman. Yeah, so and she, she was like, it, she didn't want to continue to hear hear it. And oh, I was, and, and you know, and I go and I'm looking, and you know, the door is open, and now I'm thinking something's wrong. So I got a baby yeah. in my arm, and I'm like, if someone jumps out, what the hell <laughs> I'm gonna do? Because the first thing I'm doing is giving up this baby. It ain't mine. <laughs> but um, no, you wait. Like, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like I kick the door open, and then I see just legs. You know, Ooh. and I'm like, is she dead? You know, yeah. it's like at this Ooh. point, I'm scared Got to it. look at her now. And, mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm calling her, calling her, calling her. And it's just, you know, now she sees a therapist, but it's like for some reason she can't. And she loves her kids. You know, we, we mm -hmm. know that it has nothing to do with not loving your kids. No. Right. You know, um, I mean, I don't know that. But I mean, from my experience with her, you know, I could I know that she loves her kids. Right. But it's just, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah. Is anything ever like that ever happened to you that you just like? ignored the baby or just didn't want to be bothered um n no because for me the the sound of them whining mm -hmm. is it i hate using this word because it's overused these days but it's a trigger, trigger. and i like i lose my shit and i need him to shut up okay and so yeah. whatever i need to do to get him to to, to stop yeah it, whatever it's what i'm gonna do because the sound of it is it's like mm -hmm. it's painful and yeah. i that's probably you know some evolutionarily evolutionary construct where mm -hmm. 
moms need to hear that, get frustrated so we can go and rescue our child from some sort of who knows what. Yeah. Um, because However, every feels some, that bullshit. Way. <laughs> some bullshit. Some bullshit. Guys, I haven't slept in because I always sleep with one ear open, just waiting oh, wow. for my Yeah, child. no, and that's that oh my god, I completely relate to that because it's like you never really sleep. It's it's like you're kind of half sleep but still aware so that yep. you can hear. Yep. And if you need to like get up mm. and do something quickly, it is, mm. it's the, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. And it's funny because like I use that, I used to use that at one of my, at, at my old like job because I used to work overnight and sometimes it just be dead. And so I would put my head down, but I could always hear when somebody walked in and I would kind of wake up. So I wouldn't seem like I was asleep and I would answer questions accordingly. But then after the fact, I was like, did How I did I do that? When <laughs> came through here, and they were like, "Yeah, you told him to such." And I was like, "Oh, damn! Oh, I didn't know I was that good." <laughs> so basically, parenting taught you how to sleep at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. New skills. Oh. New skills. <laughs> All right, yeah. and oh, so now we're fast forwarding to you know the, your your friend is telling you it's postpartum, and uh, and and so so what happened at that time? Like, when did so- you? decide to move forward or look into it more well before that i will say my bigger struggle was my lack of okay so my parents are immigrants Mm -hmm. and i am very grateful for the life that we have here and then i also on top of that i have a really great life with my husband we live in scottsdale with arizona which is like a resort town and we're safe and we have clean water and we have all Mm -hmm. the food possibly want and all these things that I don't take for granted because mm-hmm. I know how my family lives um, overseas and I'm just not that's something that really really resonates with me so mm-hmm. I'm upset I have this baby this perfectly healthy very beautiful brilliant baby and I'm not happy and I've got this husband who makes enough money that I can stay home with the child and I'm not happy and wow. I live in this safe little city <laughs> And, you know, surrounded by like, Scottsdale's a really rich town. And I like, it was like, I'm a little poor girl from St. Louis. So when I came here, I was like, oh my God. Um, and it's just really, really nice. And um, I wasn't happy. And then I felt like a little bitch, to be honest with you, because right. I was struggling with allowing myself to be okay with those emotions yeah. because I felt very guilty mm-hmm. for feeling that way when I should be nothing but grateful, you know? Yeah. My life is perfect. And here yeah. I am sitting here bitching about how hard it is to be a mom and how I don't, mm. I used to be a mother and like, oh, it's so hard. I can't act as much anymore. And this sucks. And, um, and then, then I catch myself and I'd be like, why are you whining? Why? Like, stop it. Stop it. You're just being a yeah. little bit, your life is fine. Stop complaining, you know, because I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't re- reconcile those two emotions yeah. at all. Like gratitude and mm. depression. It was just mm-hmm. really, really, they just constantly fought each other. And the tiny little logical part of my brain was like, stop it. You're being a baby. Mm. And I really struggled with that because that means I didn't allow my, I, I didn't give myself permission to feel any mm-hmm. of the things I was feeling because right. I, there's no need for it as you know what I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to suppress them as much as possible. Cause yeah. what is there to complain about really, you know? Right. Yeah. So I couldn't have asked for anything more in my life. Thank God. So the fact that I was whining was just like, Oh, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just felt I felt stupid. I felt stupid for feeling that way when I should be nothing but grateful. Right. And then 
Um, whenever I did try to talk to people about it, the really frustrating part for me is they'd be like, no, he's so healthy. Thank God he's healthy. No, enjoy it. It goes by fast. And they would immediately, I know, I see you rolling your eyes. I hate that expression so much. Enjoy it. It goes by fast. And I'm like, but I'm drowning. And then right. like, baby, how am I supposed to be happy right now? I hate it so much. And you, yeah. can't, you can't take it in. You can't. It's just a mental block. Yeah. And you can't take in this cliched information that is very true. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. It really does go by fast, but that's just not, you don't have the luxury. of. Yeah. That's it. not what I'm trying to hear right now. That's you dismissing no. how I'm feeling about something, exactly. you know, and that's, yeah, that it's the dismissive part that gets me the most because it's like, I am expressing to you how I feel about something. And you're just telling me, you know, Oh, but you know, no, I'm not trying to hear that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that sucked. So then I just stopped talking about mm -hmm. it. Because yeah. why? Why? What's the point? You know, and I even even with other moms, I tried and their their postpartum was really interesting because if any women were suffering from any of it that I was able to talk to, theirs was like, oh, I don't do enough. And I have to go back to work and I feel really terrible and I don't want to leave my kid and like, right. all this stuff. And mine was like, oh, I feel like he ruined my life and I had such an amazing life before and I don't get that life anymore and I don't want to be near him. And so I got really upset at myself. Well, at first I, I got upset at everybody else. Cause I was like, is everybody lying to me? Right. Yeah. You know, like, am I, I'm not that special. I can't imagine that I'm the only person in the world that feels this way. So somebody's right. lying to me. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I would get frustrated because I just felt, I felt very, very alone. Even among other postpartum mamas, I felt uh -huh. really alone um, and then I felt like a bad person because what kind of monster of a human being, uh, doesn't want to be near her kid and is bummed out that they even exist. Right. Yeah. So then I just, I, I just didn't feel like I was a good person and that who wants to feel that way. Right. Know? So now do you know statistics, like how many women actually go through postpartum depression? Is it co more common than it's not? I can't remember the exact number. It's, it's, it's a pretty decent amount. It's like three out of 10 okay. or maybe four, four out of 10 people. Yeah. Um, but it's also anxiety too, which is a completely different beast, a okay. completely different beast. So there's postpartum depression and there's postpartum anxiety. There are people who can, will get the anxiety. A friend of mine, I was just talking to her last week. She had the anxiety without the depression. They are oh. two very different things. And we always combine them together. Oh, are you depressed and anxious? Um, mm -hmm. but they really are two different things. And then, uh, so when I wasn't experiencing bouts of depression, I was oftentimes feeling, experiencing bouts of anxiety mm -hmm. and anxiety is more often where I would feel paralysis okay. where I just feel like yes. some, something's wrong and then I just couldn't do anything about it and I would just freeze mm. and then mm -hmm. my husband would be like what's wrong and I'm like I don't know but something's wrong yeah no it took me a while to kind of realize what was happening because it was like my chest feels full and it's kind of like, I feel like I'm a burst, but nothing's wrong. And it's kind of like, I have to fidget with something. So with me, it's kind of like, I'll, I kind of just keep kind of doing this with my hands. And then it's just like, I can't do anything. I, I, have, to, I have to go over here. Like, hmm. it's, yeah, it's, and it took me a while to kind of realize what was happening because, and then like, there are times where it's like, why am I even mad right now? Like, why? Yeah. You know, it's like, what am I getting upset about? Like, why am I getting all the way up here about something? And it's like, that's how my anxiety kind of goes. Mine's, it's like, I have this peak 
of I'm either really high or really low. Right. And it's like, if I have a high and I'm like, great. And I'm feeling wonderful and shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next, like that evening or like the next morning, it's like a whole 360 and it's just like, wait, what just happened? And it's, yeah, it took me a while to kind of. That's that's the weird thing with, with depression in particular is the highs and the lows are really, really funny because I think if you tell people you're depressed and the, that person sort of creates an image in their head, mm-hmm. I think think that that you see like a perpetually sad person just life and that's not uh, for me how it was Mm -hmm. it was just that I I, the example I use in the book is there was this cloud this this cloud that would just like kind of hover near me Uh and it would slowly collect sadness slowly Mm -hmm. collect a little at a time a little at a time and a little at a time and I'd always be like kind of sad but I could still function I could still laugh Mm -hmm. and then out of the blue the cloud would just burst and I would just get drenched in, yes. in depression wow. yeah um, and, it and then it's out of the blue yes and, and then it's I, like i have to cry it's like so weird because it's like i feel like i gotta cry because if i don't cry it out i won't like release that energy and then yeah. after i get like a good cry or whatever then i'm good and <laughs> then i coast for a little while so yeah yeah and like, it was always really weird because it was oftentimes it would be like he's not sleeping and i would get really upset but sometimes mm-hmm. it would be over stuff that was wildly insignificant mm-hmm. but it was just you know just like just one little straw that was all it yep. took it's just one little raindrop yeah. to make that wow. cloud just burst and so oftentimes it would and that made me feel even more stupid because i was crying over the fact that my father-in-law drank my cucumber juice and it was just the worst thing he could have done. And, you know, and how could you, what a betrayal. What a betrayal. Right. Off like, with so, his head. Yes, true. Yeah. I, still, I still sometimes think about it and get really upset. Um, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But No, I'm but so I understand dumb. that. And then, and then you realize how dumb it is. And then you're like, now I'm mad at myself. Yeah. For even getting that upset over something that stupid. Yeah. How many feelings can one person have in such a short amount of time? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. You're yeah. depressed, then something triggers you, and then you get wildly upset. Mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, you're pissed off at yourself because you're getting upset and it's very stupid. And then you try to forgive that person, but that just makes you like your ego explode. Yeah. And then yeah. all these. <sighs> it's tiring. It's tiring. I, and I could You're changing diapers. You're not sleeping. Right. Did you have yes. witching hour be more? Did you, did um, your baby? Yes, it was. Oh, what time was it? It was like two or three, somewhere between two or three. Okay. That, mine was five. Oh, five. See, I see. I could have handled five a little bit better because I would get up around six. Oh no, been, mine was 5 PM. Oh. Yours was two or three in the morning. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So do you know what witching hour is Christian? I do not. Okay. Okay. So all of our children are actually werewolves. And every day around a certain time when they're infants, they have their own little panic attack. Mm. You can, you can have fed them, bathed them, stimulated them, understimulated them. You played with them, not played with them. Like you could do everything and they will just lose their shit. Oh, wow. It's and they just transform like a werewolf. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. And there's just nothing you can do. And so this is how I knew I was starting to get real bad anxiety is it always happened around like five or six. Mm. And the sun was starting the the light outside was starting to change. And I always hated I always I hate that time of day when it's no longer bright, but it's not nighttime either. Uh Right. It messes with my head because I need light. 
And then after I had a baby, I realized like how much more I need light. Like I ripped off all the curtains in the house and I was trying to get as much sunlight in as possible because it was like mm-hmm. the only thing that made me happy. Mm-hmm. And um, so he would he would cry around the same time. It was, of course, the time that I hate the most of the day. Right. And so my, my he had like regulated me. So 4.30, 5 would start to come around. I would start to get anxious before I even realized what was going on. And then oh, suddenly okay. he would start to cry. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm like, I was, my body was preparing for right. it, you know, and there's yeah. nothing you could do. And then you just try to like comfort nurse. Um, but there's nothing. Yep. And it was just so miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. They're just little monsters. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like Jacob will wake up in the middle of the night for no apparent reason and just be whatever for mm-hmm. like, an hour and a half and I'm like what is wrong with you why how you just wake up like this I'm telling you there's there's things there's magical things outside of our control right controlling this child that's why they're werewolves I'm telling you that is funny you know what's funny because we started talking about like the evening time and it's like Mm -hmm. the moon's coming out you're right it's werewolves that is pretty funny babies and old people it's like sundowners (laughs) wow it's yeah. so weird. It's I so mean, weird. And then um, I also got afraid. It, um, this is a part of my anxiety. I don't like silence um, mm. at all. It's okay. actually, I looked it up when I was writing my book. It's a phobia. It's called sedatophobia. It's the fear of silence. And I think it's because you, for me, I don't think I want to be inside my head. My, my, my thoughts were really dark and I didn't yeah. like the way I was feeling. And then there's silence and there's nothing to distract you. And it's horrific. Oh my so, God, Suzanne. Oh my God. Yes. Christian will now? tell you. Christian will tell you. I cannot sit in the house with nothing on. It because I, I love silence. So we're opposite that way. It's like, so I terrifying. love silence. It is. And, and that's like, probably a bad thing. Like, this is something we need to work on, be more. You know? <laughs> right. I know. I know. Like, we're, dri- we're driving, no. and it's like, I never have no. the radio on. So no. I'm never driving with a radio. Yeah. Like, I can't get caught up in my own thoughts or they will spiral and then uh i can't i just uh-uh. see i have fun in my own head so oh God, it's no. like we're so happy for you right it's <laughs> like i like i like being there so much <laughs> so that i don't like i just hate people sometimes it's like i don't want to oh, well, be around I nobody I hate, I hate, I, i'm i don't like humans either very yeah. much i mm-hmm. i like the dog he's Ooh. nice um <laughs> the it's really weird because it music doesn't necessarily do it for me i need the sound of people so i like i have okay. my ipad we don't we didn't have a tv so i just take my ipad wherever i went and i uh-huh. play like reruns of friends okay. because That's i needed funny. the sound of people i needed the okay. sound of laughter okay i needed to feel like i wasn't alone right. you know what gotcha. i mean okay and music didn't couldn't do that okay um, it was just gotcha. in that time i mean obviously yeah. wonderful and can be really therapeutic but in that time i just needed to i just needed people who weren't yeah. my kids yeah. What what were some of the things that you ended up doing to get yourself out of your your depression? My my book is a cautionary tale because it's the things that I didn't do and I want to so this isn't like do what I did. This is a mm-hmm. please don't do what I did. Yeah. Right. Um, so I didn't get therapy until after my second child was born. Um when my anxiety increased a lot. And now I was lonely because I had two children and it was harder to leave the house. So I didn't go as many places. And, and, and it's different where like, like right now I enjoy being home alone and reading my book and doing whatever and drinking a cup of coffee, but that's not the same as having two, an infant and a two-year-old to take care of right? Right. and being home alone. You know, that's mm-hmm. very different. So, um, uh, 
I didn't get therapy until after. So for me, I just want people, and this is the whole point of your podcast. I, I just want people to be comfortable saying things like, I'm lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a very hard thing to say. And those words came out of my mouth. It was like, it felt gross. Yeah. Um, and it felt, I felt embarrassed. And I, I, I've been working on my ego because I think I do have a, kind of a big ego and I, I want to like come off a certain way. And, uh-huh. uh, and I'm, I'm, I want to come off as like, I'm tough and I don't have feelings and, um, but I do. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. but you, you also weren't you Miss Arab USA? Miss Arab USA. Yes. I say Arab yeah. weak, but yeah, Arab. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can see having an ego. Don't laugh at me. Shut no, up. that's not where my ego comes from. My I, I, I know. Like, like I don't. You know, you don't like to be wrong. Right. You don't want people to like correct you or tell you what mm-hmm. to do. You know, yeah. things like um the that persona. I don't even tell people about that stuff. It's just. It's uncomfortable. I don't like to brag about it. That's so funny. Yeah. But you should. No, it's like I don't like to draw extra attention to myself. I understand. No, not in that, not in that way. Not in that yeah. way. But um, you have a tiara. Yeah. Closet. Yeah. Oh. That's so funny. Yeah. I couldn't have one. I wear it all the time. You hear me? Okay, you didn't put it on display or something. So the I grocery really should, store. Yes, that's right. so the grocery store. That's still I would an wear accomplishment. It everywhere, right? I would wear it's it everywhere. Grocery store, to the bathroom, like okay. it's never coming off. So I shouldn't tell you that it's cracked in half. <gasps> I think I sat on it, or somebody sat on it, and it's okay. It's okay. Just when care. I thought we were gonna be friends, you go and you let me down like that. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'll tape it and give it to you. It's fine. <laughs> Look, you, you know, you know, it's Pride Month. You know how many gay people, or you know. Well, Love that tiara. Yes, you know how people from the community would love a tiara right now. Okay. And here, mine is hiding in my closet, broken, broke Ooh. in half. Mm, mm, mm. I'm disappointed. I understand. It's okay. Look. Oh well. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so uh, I did have a question though, because I was thinking she's like you ask questions the whole time. But um, did your depression get re- worse with your second child? No, my depression subsided. My anxiety flared up. Okay. Um, I think it just became a lot harder to deal with two kids and then I didn't know how to do it. And then also I was starting to feel like worse and worse about myself as a person because I was like, what am I doing with my life? Right. And is this the role that I'm in now? Like, am I just a mom and nothing else? Mm-hmm. And okay, you guys, I graduated in 2008, right at the height of the, like when the recession happened, like everybody was afraid Ooh. to leave campus. We're like, if we leave. <laughs> Our life is over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like work was hard to come by and I was just kind of working random jobs after I had, after I um, graduated. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I had a baby, it like kind of just like, I didn't have to think about that anymore. Right. And then I didn't have like a career to go back to, you know? Okay. And so then I was like, okay, well, who, who am I now? I'm just this mom who like hasn't showered in three days. And mm. did I brush my teeth today? I, I think yeah. I did, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. my, I still had spit up on my shirt and I kept mm-hmm. forgetting it. And what's the mm-hmm. point? I'm going to just spit up on your other, other shirt. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then, so you start to like, I'm like, oh my God, this is my identity now. Right. And I don't like her and I miss the old her. Yeah. And she was so cool. You guys, I did a lot of cool shit in my life. Um, 
so cool and then like that person couldn't couldn't exist anymore yes and it uh -huh. really bummed me out right. and so then i'm like okay well what happens when they grow up and then who am i gonna be like am i just gonna be this mom mm -hmm. and it was like a bad word yeah like, <laughs> um, like, so i started to mom? get anxious i started to get anxious <laughs> not depressed i don't know why but i, I would get mm -hmm. anxious about like oh my god i'm not the person that i want to be and who am i and how does my husband think of me and does he does he yep. think that i'm like you know a failure and he's wildly successful and at the top of his game and and then i'm just i'm the other day we were meeting neighbors and um they were like oh and so what do you do are you are you just a mom and i was like i had no words right. because first of all fuck all of you who think just a mom is like right right just a mom that's a full-time never-ending job exactly and so and so for him to say that i'm just like you don't get it you just don't get yeah. it yeah yeah um, mm -hmm. and so but that's yep. how we think and then i'm like great now everybody's gonna think of me as just a mom that's disgusting yeah right yeah and yeah it just yeah. messes with your head and messes it with does. your persona of like trying to figure out who you are in this world and i'm just a mom right it's like uh you about to put me back into mm -hmm. depression i just got out of it i right. know <laughs> Right. Yeah. So what no. kind of uh, treatments did you go through? Did you go medication or just therapy? Um, I'm not a big fan of medication. I'm not knocking people who use it, but it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, right. Uh, so therapy, therapy was good enough for me. I had like, it had been two, at this point over two years. So mm -hmm. by the time I had gotten myself into therapy and thought, oh my God, I can talk about my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I was like sort of coming out of it and then just sort of trying to reassess like where my life is like now. Exactly. Um, so my cautionary tale is like, you have to talk about it now. You have to let your partner in. Cause if like, if I ran into you, you know, at a party or something, I'd be like, Hey, how are you? And I'd be like, I'm good. How are you? And that's just the script that we all. Yes. Run. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. It is a dumb script and that's, it's so stupid. And so Kasim would be like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm fine. And I just expected motherhood to be hard. So what was the point of explaining? Oh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not doing well because right. yeah. this was this was the role. Mm -hmm. Motherhood is hard. You are going to suffer. So yeah. why bring it up? You know, yep. um, the whole time he was keeping an eye on me. Sometimes he would work from home because he was worried about me and or the baby. Right. But he mm -hmm. never told me that. So he knew something was wrong. He didn't feel like he could confront me about it because he knew my ego would flare up and I'd be like, I'm failing as a mom. I suck at everything, you know? Right. And so he was afraid to talk to me. And anytime he said, you know, how are you? I'd be like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. I'm just tired, you know? And I would kind of dismiss his inquiry. Mm -hmm. um, and I needed him to be p more pushy and I needed yeah. myself to be more open. Right. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard cocktail to, to maneuver. Yes. Talk to a lot of dads because dads need to like, they need to be aware of these feelings and right. they need to be aware that now's not the time to coddle. Got right. you. And, right. and that's a good reason why we should, you know, people should get the book. Yep. Give it to your husbands for yeah, Father's Day. Guys, Today is Father's Day. Your wives. It'll be a late, yeah. a, a late good Father's Day good book. Yeah. You know, <laughs> gift. Give it to your husband. It's pretty funny you said about medication because I actually, for a long time, um, I, never wanted medication either mm -hmm. so my family suffers from depression it's just kind of hereditary mm -hmm. but i'm a lot like you where my life right now is like really good mm -hmm. you know it's like i couldn't ask for anything more i'm blessed thank you jesus we're good mm -hmm. but i i started losing energy i didn't have energy i didn't want to do anything 
you know, so for a long time, you know, it, it was something bothered me. I just recently moved my mom in and um, she was talking to me one day and she was like, how's work? And I'm like, mm. and she was like, are you hungry? And I'm like, eh. but I realized I didn't have the energy to talk to her. Mm. You know, it, I didn't have any energy. It was like, what the hell? But it was my mom here. I moved her away from everybody because uh-huh. I felt like I'll be the one to take care of her better. Right. You know, and yeah. I'm not even talking to her. So the next day I called my doctor and I was like, something's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. ask me all those questions that you ask everybody every time you go to a doctor's appointment and they say, do you have energy? Do you not feel like doing nothing? It's like, yes, yes, yes. Except mm-hmm. I didn't want to hurt nobody and I didn't want to hurt myself. You know, mm-hmm. other than that, I checked off every box. So I didn't, you know, I didn't think I was depressed. So I went down another path where they thought it was my heart valves because like your heart valves make you feel that way. And I kind of mm-hmm. have, you know, I'm tachycardia by nature. My heart just beats fast. And uh-huh. we kind of went down that way and they're like, no, it's not that. So they're like, you know what? Let's try antidepressants. Not to mention, I, I was in therapy for two years and my therapist quit on me. She it felt like up. I didn't need she felt like I didn't need it anymore, but I have abandonment issues. Is, is that her decision to make? Right. Well, oh she she kind of felt like there was nowhere else we can go because as you can see, I'm just like I don't mind talking. <laughs> mm. And she felt like, you know, I didn't need her anymore that I needed to count on family and friends and well, she you know, just ran out of tools for you. Hey, hey, you're, hey, you're probably absolutely right. But you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm cured from therapy. My therapist said I'm good and I'm cured. <laughs> It wasn't my heart. So they came around and said, let's try these antidepressants. Mm-hmm. See if they help. And I've been on them um, like two weeks now. And they have completely changed my life around. Mm, and, I, and I was a lot like that, too, where I was like, I do not want to be on medicine. I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a I'm a cancer survivor. So oh I, I've been through a lot of medication, right. <laughs> you know, right. and I was like, no more medication. I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. I'm never going to try antidepressants. I don't want something to control my mood. And, mm-hmm. you know, and here it is now that, like, I started them. At first, I found every reason that I didn't want to take them. Oh, I got a headache. I didn't get headaches until I started taking these pills. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, my stomach hurts. I didn't, you know, but then I started realizing that I'm making excuses. Up, but now I have more energy. Now I'm cleaning up my room. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're unpacking. And, and it was like, it was a change for me so it's kind of it's kind of crazy um that that happened i guess I, it, mm-hmm. when you said no medicine it would just remind me so much of me because it's like you know it, sometimes you have to want uh, i guess be willing to take yeah. a risk and to, to try that. things mm-hmm. when, when something ain't working yeah you know yeah yeah um i thought your your comment on like asking all the questions about how you feel and how mm-hmm. you were feeling these things but you didn't want to hurt yourself or anybody else um, I had the same thing when I went to the pediatrician, like a little bit after the baby was born there, I didn't have any suicidal thoughts and I didn't have any thoughts of hurting my child. So I was fine. Right. Yes. And it's like, there's a whole spectrum. Right. There's a whole spectrum of things that were left out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, and I was the same way with like, I'm on medication as well now. Um, but I, um, it was kind of like, I don't want that in my chart. <laughs> like, I don't oh. want that in my, you know, and for some, I know it's, and it might just be weird. And it's just like, I didn't want that in my chart because I didn't want that to dictate how I they treated, treated you? and or cared for. After Interesting. The fact. 
That is interesting. interesting. Um, I hate that you have to even consider that. That's so frustrating. And, and, you know, and it is, and I didn't think about it like that, that, you know what I mean? But yeah, it was like, no, because, you know, I go through things with exes and children's fathers and, you know, separated husbands that I don't want that to be something that somebody can try to use against me. Right. You know? And yeah, it's fucked up to have to think about that. But in my life, so you have to fake in my situations, okay. that's right. what I got to do. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That's so frustrating. You have to yeah. fake being okay. Just, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we not allowed to just have moments where we're not okay? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and some people aren't allowed to fall apart. And yeah. that's just the reality of the world we live that's in. That's exactly you know? how it is. And it's like, oh, well, you're always so da da da. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know. Like, I had to drag myself out the house. Like, right. I was perfectly comfortable in my bed, not being bothered, having to talk to nobody. And now I'm here having to entertain you bitches. Like, right. That, but it's even I- family. <laughs> you know, you think about family members too. You know, I, oh, I worried about your brother, but I never had to worry about you. You always had it together. And it was yeah. like, yeah, but I'm falling that apart. Was, right, that was just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because so, you spent 30 something years holding it together. Exactly. Right, right. And I know how mm-hmm. to hold it together on the outside. I know how to, you know, make it, you know, not come across because, excuse me, everybody don't need to know I'm fucking sad seven days out of 10. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. It, I, used that- to say, I used to say to my kid, I'd be like, when he, you know, during all of this, when he was really little, I would say, I love you because I knew that that's what I was supposed to say. And then I was right. like, maybe if I say it long enough, I will feel it. Right. And I this connection that everybody seems to have, yeah. but I don't, I don't have, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why I'm not connecting to my baby. So I'm just going to fake it till I make it. Right. And I'm just going to say, yeah. I love you. And then one day that word is going to be true. Gonna and be, it was yeah. really, really frustrating because from the outside, people would hear me. I love you, Sammy. And they'd be like, oh, she's good. Everything's cool. She loves right, right. Oh, she's a great mother. <laughs> I heard mm-hmm. her tell her she loved them twice. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Every time I see her, she's telling him she loves him. Exactly. So everything's fine. She's a good mom. Yeah. yeah. That is so yeah. funny. So now what would you give our, our, like our listeners and our viewers any advice or anything you would recommend for anybody? Um just to reiterate what I said before about the difference between baby blues and postpartum depression and anxiety. So, you know, you are going to feel really weird for a few weeks after you have a kid and that is normal and that is okay. But if it lasts longer than a few weeks, you need to, don't be a hero. Yeah. You know, don't be a hero. If you, if you need help, that's okay. If it's hard, it, it it might not just be that motherhood is hard because it is, it is hard. And so sometimes we think, oh, this is just what it is. And it's not. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, it's okay to ask for help. Um, it's okay to not be a hero. It's okay to say you're not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are getting better at that. You know, the right. last few years, I think it's becoming more and more okay. But then, same, for, yeah. but for moms, you know, like, I don't even, do you even have time to say I'm not okay? <laughs> no, um, because you got to get that bottle ready and get that diaper changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's always something when it's not that it's homework and it's always something. nap time. And oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. witnessing, you know, I witnessed my mom sacrifice, you know, my whole life herself, you know, for his kids. Yeah. That now, you know, now she's older and she feels guilty because she hasn't, she can't cook all the time. She can't mm-hmm. clean all the time. And I'm like, okay, it's my turn to take care of you, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, because it's like you have 
paid so much for all of us, you know, right. that now it's okay for you to take and to be selfish and just to love yourself and mm -hmm. do what you want to do and buy what you want to buy. Like, it's okay to do those yeah. things. Yeah. So. Um, so my book is in the series of journal entries for a very specific reason, because I did not feel comfortable talking out loud about this with people. So I allow you in the book to go inside my head so I can be unfiltered. And I can uh, say yes. all of the horrible things that I want to say without yeah. judgment. Yeah. So it is a dark I comedy. I try to, I try to, um, I don't want you, if you're depressed to read the book and then be more depressed. So you, know, I try <laughs> right. to, you laugh a little bit. I give you some hope at the end. Yeah. Um, I make a lot of references to Harry Potter or friends or, you know, just things like mm -hmm. that, that I know people understand and relate to and maybe love except for you be more. Um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh um, but yeah, I just wanted it to be as raw and unfiltered and irreverent. It's a bit irreverent and cheeky as possible um, because I needed it to be real. And uh, it's kind of up and down. You know, one minute I'm one chapter is like, he's laughed and it is so cute. Oh, my God. And then the next chapter, I'm like, I hate this so much. Everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like he's <laughs> laughing at me. He's yeah. laughing at he knows I'm fucking this up. <laughs> <laughs> so anything new we yeah. can expect expect from you? Anything new you got coming up? Oh, I'm I'm, well, I'm only in the first draft of my new book, which has nothing to do with motherhood. Okay, um, it's a whole different topic about. Um, uh, I'm gonna write. It's written as a narrative. It's not going to be a memoir, but it is about my experience growing up in an, in the church. I was groomed to be a missionary my whole life, and oh. then at the end. I kind of had like a whole coming of age and questioning things. And then I, I walked away from that. Yeah. Um, uh, so I just thought it was kind of an interesting story that a lot of people can relate to where you kind of become older and then you start to go, do I believe what I believe? Right. Because I believe it or is it because this is how I grew up and I know right. yeah. to, just to question it. Um, so I, yeah. I'm going through that right now where, you know, we kind of grew up Catholic and in the church too. And it, and it's, but now it's like sometimes I'm like, is there even a God? Because mm. um, sometimes things in this world are so horrible. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, mm -hmm. something happened. Like my mom had this plant. She brought this plant from Virginia. And like he was just dying, dead. All his little leaves just down. <laughs> Not <laughs> this, That's how exactly how it looked. <laughs> and she's like, stop giving me so much sunlight. And I was like. You know, it's a plant. It needs sunlight. Yeah. You know, so she uh she just moves it a few inches away from the window. I go down the next morning. He's perky. But it was weird because in that moment, I saw God. You know, okay. in, in that uh -huh. moment, I saw something higher than me. Mm -hmm. Because I just knew the leaves were going to turn brown. And he was just going to be dead. And it's like, I go to sleep and he's just chilling. And then I wake up and it's like... And I was like, wow. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm talking about, I'm put pictures on, I'm gonna put pictures online for you guys oh because it was just amazing to me how dead and alive it got. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Look, that's fun. That's a, that's a conversation for your next book. She, there you go. She resurrected <laughs> her plant. Right. Well, got resurrected. We have all your contact information listed on our, our on our website. It's been awesome. um at the bottom of the screen throughout this. Go buy the book. I bought it. I read it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was crazy. I was like, oh my God, she hates her child. Like, <laughs> and, and you know, this is me not being an understand it because 
you know, God made me a gay man for a reason. Mm. It ain't meant for me to have kids, you know? Yeah. So, and then he didn't make me a woman because I would have been a whore, but that's another story. <laughs> um, you can still be a whore, Christian. <laughs> I know, but you know what? I don't want to be a whore because that's what people say gay people are. Mm. And so I want to break the chain of, you know, it's like, you know, that joke. They say, what's a pickup line in a gay bar? I don't know it. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> it's not wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not. It's not wrong. It is not. It is so, so not wrong. It, you know, it's Pride Month. I've been out celebrating Pride. I, I rarely do things with my community. And this year I said, you know what? I'm 40 now. I'm just going to embrace. I've never, I've never been in the closet, so I don't hide it. But I probably embracing it a lot more. Like I even had on all these ripped jeans and they were tight and my ass was looking good. Ooh. And I wore a thong, but that's a whole other story too. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm sitting at a bar and a guy offers to buy me a drink and we start talking and I do trucking. That's my, my trade is in transportation. And he's a truck driver and we were just talking and he didn't believe me. So he starts quizzing me and he was like, well, you should help me get loads. And I was like, yeah, I see what I can do. He talked about, well, if I fuck you, right. Are you going to do it? Mm. You oh. know, look, we're what? done now. Damn. You know, like you Why did, I had to go? Look, and like, you had cute teeth. Why I had to go there? Just had to go and ruin it. <laughs> like by being fucking presumptuous. You know what I'm saying? Right. God so damn. it is for that reason that mm. I said I'm not going to be the typical gay person and be a whore. Mm. You know? But if I was a woman, I'd be a whore. <laughs> mm. Quick. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. Well, so the God, God knew what he was doing then. Yes, he, yep. he definitely knew what he was doing. <laughs> but yes, people go out there and get the book. Um, you can visit the website. It is at the bottom of the screen. You follow more what Suzanne is doing. We're gonna stay in contact, of course, because you know course. you just got to keep track, see how yeah, you're doing. Please. And I want to know what's going on with this second book. You, you know, got it. I, I like reading. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. I'm yeah, glad we no. finally. Finally, finally. yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Yes. And uh, we will see you next time. All right. Deuces. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.